Welcome to Hustle and Faith. I'm your host, Tasha Johnson. What would you tell yourself 10 years ago? So I know that may seem like an odd question, but if you're on social media, I'm sure you've probably seen those 10-year challenges. And what I mean by that, guys, is taking a look at yourself 10 years ago and taking a look at yourself 10, you know, right now and seeing how hard did the 10 years actually hit you. And so I'm sure many of you may, you know, have kids now and you didn't have kids before. And again, it's just kind of like a lighthearted challenge to see how much you've actually aged. But I started thinking about that a little bit more in a serious tone. And I started thinking to myself, what would I have told myself 10 years ago? You know, because it's always good to learn from your mistakes and to think about, you know, what you could have changed and whatnot, as long as you don't dwell too long in the past, right? But again, I figured that I would share with you what I would have told myself 10 years ago. And hopefully I would have listened. But again, I was a little stubborn. So it took me a while to learn some of these, (laughs) some of these lessons more so than others. So I thought to myself, here are 10 things that in the event that you are younger than me or even older, whatnot, but especially if you're younger than me, here are some lessons that I really feel like you could benefit from. Because again, you don't always have to learn the hard way. Why I ended up learning the hard way, that that was on me, because again, I told you I was a little stubborn. But if you're not as stubborn and you really want to learn from other people's mistakes, then I highly, highly suggest that you listen to some of the things that I'm going to share with you on my list. So again, these are 10 things that I would share with the younger version of myself. All right, so number one, listen to my godly mother's advice. (laughs) Guys, I could have saved myself. I'm sure everyone might be in this boat. I could have saved myself so many like headaches and heartaches had I just listened to my mom from the get-go. I guess she knew what she was talking about, you know? (laughs) I mean, when you're younger, you think, oh my goodness, you know, our parents are, they're older, things have changed. And yes, some things have changed, but so much has really, really remained the same. I mean, there really is nothing new under the sun. I mean, there really, really isn't. And the reason, you know, I feel like I'm so blessed is for the most part, I did listen to my parents' advice, especially my mom's. I mean, the relationship between a mother and daughter is very different than between like a dad and a daughter. You know, my dad was more of Mr. Fun Dad. So my mom was kind of like more of the disciplinarian. So again, we would definitely get into arguments because like I said, I was was a little stubborn. But um, I'm so glad that as I grew older, I just said, you know what? Maybe she knows some stuff. (laughs) I really did. It kind of like started to dawn on me like, oh, she may actually know what she's talking about. So that's one of the things that I cannot stress enough. And notice I said godly mother's advice, okay? Just because your parent, they they may be your parent, if they're not living the type of life that God has intended for us to live in the Bible, then we can't go by titles, okay? Blood is not thicker than water. I know a lot of people love saying that saying, But, you know, your blood can take you down, too, (laughs) in the event that they're not living a godly lifestyle. I mean, think about how many situations that that's that these little cliches just don't fit. If you came from a very like abusive household or a household that 
you know, there was lots of drug use and all these other things. Am I supposed to follow that person just because they're my parent or they're my sister or brother? I mean, no, that's ridiculous. So again, you can't go by title. So that's why I said I would listen to my mother's godly advice. Another uh, lesson, lesson number two, is that not everyone who smiles in your face is your friend or they're being nice to you. Guys, I cannot stress this enough. It, I was so naive when I joined the corporate world. You know, I really thought that I was going to make a difference and, you know, make all these different friends. But again, as a Christian, if you're trying to do the right thing, you're most likely going to have more enemies than friends. And so I slowly but surely started learning just because I'm being nice to someone doesn't necessarily mean that they're being nice to me. And guys, I cannot stress this enough. Seriously, you need to look at people's actions, not just because they're smiling and being all nice to you. And I know some people may think, oh my goodness, that's so cynical. But you know what? In order to survive, you've got to have some of that in you, okay? You can't go around this world being naive. And I'm not saying you have to be mean or anything like that. What I'm saying is take every situation and every person that you meet with a grain of salt, okay? Because people are fickle and they can change at the drop of a hat. And if you're not on, you know, if you're not wearing your godly armor, (laughs) like in Ephesians 6, you're going to be taken down by people who smile on your face and they're stabbing you in the back. I cannot, I, I just, I can't get into all the details, but I recently had a, a, a Haman experience, if you will. I had someone that was trying to set me up and they literally fell in their own trap. Like this person, I just cannot believe how God was able to work this situation out in my favor. Like at, at one point in time, I probably will go into the story in a little bit more detail because it's just so amazing. But Again, I had a situation where someone was trying to set me up and they fell so hard into their own trap that now they don't know how to get out of it. And on top of that, it's almost like everyone that was involved in this situation has totally come to me, if you will, like trying to change their tune, trying to be nicer and all this other stuff. And I can see right through that. You know what I mean? And I'm not holding any grudges or anything like that, but I just can't help but laugh because all of this could have been avoided had they just pretty much, in in essence, left me alone because I I didn't even know what was going on. I didn't know why they were acting ill towards me. But again, God does give you little inklings. So I started finding out little things, you know, one by one. And then all of a sudden, you know, when this situation happened, I was able to see how all of those different pieces fit together in the puzzle. Absolutely amazing. So again, one of the things I want you guys to remember is not to, you know, be fooled by people who are smiling in your face because they very well could have a knife behind their back. All right. Lesson number three, be grateful for what you have. And I know that sounds so easy. It just rolls right off the tongue when you say that, but Actions, again, speak louder than words. I had an amazing childhood. You know, my sister and I grew up in a very um, wonderful, loving Christian uh, environment. Both parents, nice house, good education, all that fun stuff. And as I got older, 
I realized even more so how amazing it was that we had the type of childhood that we had because according to my mom, we were flat broke and I just had no idea that that was even possible. <laughs> like I had no idea that the the struggles that they went through because they didn't want us to see that. And so again, as I got older, I noticed more and more how hard it is to pay for different things and how hard it w- must have been for them to take us on, you know, little trips here and there. And I'm grateful for that. I really am. And it's kind of funny because when I go through hardships now, like what I went through back in 2017, that was the longest time I had ever been laid off before in my life. And I was like questioning God and getting angry and all these things. But I I failed to realize, man, I had a good run. <laughs> I had a good run. I mean, I really, I have had pockets of unemployment here and there, but for someone, you know, post the financial crisis to ha- have had as steady employment as I've had and to have to go through a year of unemployment, I, you know, that was my fault and uncalled for to be as angry as I was at God, you know, because again, he's provided for me so long for much of my life. And here there was that pitfall. And the more I think about it, that pitfall it was almost like he was trying to bring me down like several notches. Like, do you not realize everything I've done for you before? You know, you need to be more grateful and all these things. And I definitely was definitely learned my lesson on that one. So number four, you are made in God's own image. So you are enough. We're constantly comparing ourselves to other people. And it's absolutely ridiculous because You know, we go on social media, we see these pictures on Facebook and Instagram and all these things. And we're like, oh my goodness, I wish my life was like theirs. Guys, do not take one picture and blow that out of proportion. That's, that may not, that may be the only type of happiness that person had in several weeks. You don't know when that picture was taken. You don't know what the circumstances were. How dare you put your own life down when we're made in God's image? And think that he made a mistake. You know, we are enough. And if you're trying to live the, the you know, the Christian lifestyle, according to the Bible, you are enough. Stop comparing yourself to other people because, again, they may be further in their journey. Their journey may not have even started. And you think that it has because of a certain picture. You're going to get to where you need to go if you follow God's roadmap. Number five. It rains on the just and unjust. And I'm going to be honest, guys, this one I still to this day struggle with because if you're living the Christian life, you you kind of feel like, okay, you know what? I really shouldn't be going through all this because God said he was going to do this and this and this. And yes, he did say that. But we always forget about the verse that he said, it rains on the just and the unjust. There are situations that are going to occur in our life that aren't so pleasant And they may be negative, but he is all about developing us for a deeper outcome. There is something bigger that we are meant to accomplish. And a lot of times that cannot be achieved when you go through a life full of ease. I mean, think about it, guys. Look at a lot of the celebrities and, you know, uh, a lot of the politicians and all that stuff. When you haven't worked a day in your life, you pretty much take advantage of the fact that things are just going to be handed to you, right? But when you actually go out there and work for something, 
you have a much, much deeper appreciation for whatever you tend to buy with that, you know, buy from that salary that you earned. That's why so many celebrities and, and politicians and all those other people that have things handed down to them oftentimes result to drugs and alcohol and all this other stuff in, in all these other things because they never truly earned or sought out what their purpose was in life. And so that's one of the things I want to make sure that you guys are aware of. It's going to rain on the just and unjust, but how your attitude towards how you approach those situations, those hardships and obstacles, that's what's going to make all the difference, okay? And if you approach it with God, you're going to come through no matter what is in your way. And another point, and this is going to be point number six. Don't, again, compare yourself to other people. And again, that could easily go along with my earlier point, but I just wanted to stress that again. Don't compare yourself to other people because, again, you don't know where that person is in their life. You don't know what their purpose is. You don't have the same talents and skill set. Don't compare yourself. You have something to offer and it's up to you to figure out how you go about demonstrating that. Number seven. This is a good one, guys. Money doesn't determine success. So many of us, myself included, I'll be honest, there are times where I have to remind myself of this as well, that money doesn't determine success. Happiness is what determines success. Now, there are times, I'm not going to lie, when I was unemployed and didn't have as much money as I really needed, um, felt that I needed, I should say, that I was starting to feel down. Like I'm not a successful person. Why, you know, I'm not able to do X, Y, Z because I don't have enough funds or anything like that. But it taught me too that happiness truly does come from within. There were so many other things that I was able to accomplish, quote unquote, this podcast and um, some other uh, things as well that I was able to, you know, this podcast, the blog, everything that I was able to accomplish with little to no money because God gave me a different set of skills that I was able to use that didn't require money, that didn't require additional people that I needed to go to. These are things that there are talents that we are inwardly born with that we have yet to tap into. And if we feel like we constantly need to throw money at something just because we don't know it and we haven't taken the time to try it, then that's an issue because then you're wasting it. And I'm not trying to say that you need to take on every you know, task that comes in front of you because again, if you work a nine to five, I work a nine to five as well. There's only so many hours in the day. But a lot of us have a tendency to throw our hands up in the air. Okay, I'm just gonna pay someone to do this. And again, take this in balance, guys. Like for example, a lot of people, and I may upset some folks when I say this, but a lot of people think, oh my goodness, I could never do a podcast. I could never create a website. I could never create a video. Yeah, you're never going to create it because you don't think you have the ability to do so. What you need is time. What you need is prioritization skills. You can do it. Trust me. As someone who taught themselves how to do all of this on their own while working a nine to five, you can do it. Okay? It's just you have to believe that you can do it. And that's what's going to make all the difference. Okay? Number eight, take a nap. I know that sounds so trivial and sounds very childish, but 
I kid you not, I have always been one of those kids. Like, I hate naps. I always thought that, even as a child, I used to think that it was such a waste of time. I could be doing this. I could be doing this. I could be doing my homework. I could be doing so many other things and accomplishing so much more on my to-do list if I skipped taking a nap. So obviously, you know, if you're working nine to five, you can't take a nap during the day, right? But, you know, on the weekends or when you're able to do so, you don't have to fill every moment of your day with an item on your to-do list. It's okay to get rest. And in fact, it's imperative to get rest because otherwise you're going to start screwing stuff up, which has happened to me before as well. So again, take a nap. Number nine, don't expect a job relationship, or material things to fulfill you. Happiness comes from within and it comes from the word of God. Guys, I cannot stress this one enough. Wow. I used to think when I was younger that, you know, what's wrong with me? All of my friends are getting married. All of my friends are having kids and all, you know, I used to just compare myself constantly because I had bought into the lie that that's what I was supposed to be doing. But I'm so glad that none of those things happened to me when I was younger because I was too immature to handle that. I needed to realize that I was complete by myself first before I went to go join myself to someone else, you know? And that's why there's so many divorces in this country, in this country because a lot you've got two incomplete people thinking that the other person's going to complete them. And that's just not the case. You have to be independent and complete yourself before you can actually go about, you know, seeking out someone, you know, and, you know, in my, in my case, seeking out a husband to complete me. You can't, a husband or a wife is not going to complete you guys, okay? It's just not. Material things are not going to complete you because that's a whole in your soul that can only be filled by God. And believe it or not, that loneliness and that that longingness or that restlessness that you're feeling is actually an indication that God is trying to have a conversation with you, but you're just not getting it. You're not getting it. And so once I started really getting into the Bible, really getting down to a lot of the issues that I was experiencing. And I'm actually creating, guys, I'm working on a planner that I hope to release, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to say when to release, but I hope to release soon that I use to help really, really keep track of where I was in my spiritual and my business life. So these are things that I really, really want to share with you. And I've got one more point, guys. Last but not least, don't allow worrying about the future to rob you from enjoying the present. I will be honest, guys. I am one of those people that is a worry wart. I have always gone through life, always constantly, constantly thinking about, okay, how's tomorrow going to work out? I, I mean, I even, I lay my clothes out the day before, so I don't have to go running around in the morning trying to figure out what I'm going to wear. Everything has, is, is typically planned. And here's the thing, guys. There's so many things in life that you're just not going to be able to plan for. So it's up to you. Would you rather continue to worry about things that you can't change? Or are you truly going to take God at his word and allow him to guide you 
through the situations that may occur in the future. I prefer to enjoy the present, guys, because it's a lot easier to deal with what's happening on my plate today than to worry about what's going to be on my plate tomorrow and today. Like, that's too much, okay? He doesn't want us worrying. And he said it in so many different verses, okay? Matthew 6, I mean, there, you can keep going. Throughout the Bible, he's he's always telling us that his yoke is light. You know, if we we could find peace in him and all these different things. And that is so true, guys. Because again, it rains on the just and unjust, but the degree to how we're able to handle it, that's on us to determine whether or not we want to handle it with God in the picture or without. So again, guys, if I were to tell myself, you know, 10 years ago, some advice, these are the things that I would have told my tenure, <laughs> my my younger version of myself 10 years ago. So Hopefully this episode helped you. And again, I, I really, truly hope that a lot of my um, podcasts are coherent <laughs> because I don't really use it. I, I really don't even use the script, guys. I just talk. I have like a couple little bullet points and I just go. So in the event that you've got any questions or comments or anything like that, let me know. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to download the goal setting planner in Grateful Notes on the Hustle and Faith website. If you enjoy Hustle and Faith's content, please consider becoming a supporter by donating to help offset the cost of producing this show. And be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Pinterest. Remember, if you're everything to everyone, then you risk being no one. You never know who you may inspire. See you in the next episode.